Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. with you and uh, just do these podcasts. We, we have fun doing this together. Uh, it's always good. I really do enjoy it. Um, sometimes I'm like, what are we going to talk about sometimes? And sometimes mm-hmm. we are so, we are so um, planned to the hilt. I feel like sometimes yes. we just have the calendar is mm-hmm. just so organized and beautiful. And then sometimes we're like, Hey, what, uh, how, hi, you know, like what yeah. are you going to talk about today? <laughs> but at the same time, um, yeah. we're never, we're never fully unprepared. We do, we don't want you to think that we just, sometimes we are uh, more organized and more prepared than others. Yeah. And no, uh, that's, that's so true. I mean, we, yeah. we, we both have the gift of gab though. So we can, that helps yes. if we have to, we can, uh, just talk about nothing. Uh, yeah. but, but, Absolutely. Um, yeah, but no, I, I just, you know what, it's just been a busy season of life. Uh, mm-hmm. And everybody's busy. So I kind of hate that word sometimes because I know everybody's yeah. busy. I'm not the only person right. that's busy, but it just seems like it's been a busy season for me. And I know you've had a lot mm-hmm. of extra going on in your life too. So you've got yeah. your normal stuff plus extra stuff. Yeah. It's ramped up lately. Uh, normal stuff plus, like you said, plus extra stuff. And then any, at any moment, especially within women's ministry, and you know this, yep. mm-hmm. um, somebody shows up to the door, you know, yeah. or somebody, there's a new woman who needs help or she brings a friend. Um, yeah. and, and so that, but that's, that's what we do when we serve mm-hmm. in a community and, yeah. and when we serve in a type of redemptive ministry, it's just one of those things that there's always people. And I, I've said this before, uh, you know, the, the, the few minutes after the church service as the pastor's wife are literally mm-hmm. the most chaotic, <laughs> As of all. And I, and yeah. I liken it to being a triage nurse, you know, in the, in the mm-hmm. ER. Cause you're just like, okay, who, who needs our attention first? first what do right. I need to get? You know, who do I need yeah. to talk to? There's a, you know, there's a, there's a sister, a Christian lady who, who, who need, who has, I haven't been able to get to in a couple of weeks. I might need to go over there and talk. And so, you know, um, and then I need to remind Gary sometimes, um, there was, I just remember used to, we used to be really traditional. Like we would go stand by the door after the service, you know, as everybody files out, yep. do you know, mm-hmm. you know, that's yeah, I remember kind those of the, days. I remember those, those days. days. <laughs> they kind of say hello to the pastor as you leave the building. I got as it. you I leave the days. building. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we have, you know, we have the cafe outside and people mill around for quite a while. And, Absolutely. um, and so I, I actually walk around, I do around, I go outside, I come I back like in, that. you know, and yeah. so there is a lot more milling. And so it's, it's a little bit less chaotic, but at the same time, you're not standing there because we used to, I was so funny. I remember this. Uh, I, Gary would, cause Gary is an introvert and yes. he's never in anybody's business and I'm always in everybody's business. Right. And so I would be like, okay, here comes this person. She's going to need a hug. You know, here comes this person. She just went to the salon yesterday. So you need to compliment her hair. So I'm giving her these little notes. I'm giving Gary these little notes, yeah. you know, yeah. behind it's, it's, him. It's, it's like, you know? the, it's like the little thing in his ear, right? Yes. You can just get the yeah. cues right in his secret ear. Secret service kind of a situation. <laughs> I don't have to thankfully, and his Spanish was not, you know, was not the best. And so that's why, that's why I would do that. I do not have to do that anymore. Um, and I'm thankful for that, but it has been to, to your point, it has been a very busy season mm-hmm. because of all of the, you know, like you, just the people ministry 
And then I did, I did add some extra, an extra couple of things to my, yeah, you to added my some extra. Yeah. And I you know, did. we just, we just opened the safe house in yes. uh, Guatemala. So it's been a, it's been, yeah, it's been interesting few as we start to receive women now and you know how mm. this goes. Yeah. You think like you get a, a, a rescue case and you think, mm. okay. And then the woman changes her mind yeah. and you're, mm-hmm. and that's always like, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Right. And, oh, yeah. um, you know, but we've got some women and kids in the safe house right now mm-hmm. and they're doing, you know, they're doing good and they're figuring it yeah. out and our team, yeah. is, you know, our team is processing through a lot of that stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, those days are always, I don't know, you know how it goes. It's just that it's highs and the lows uh, of right. any given day. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I think it kind of, this goes kind of segues, even though we didn't mean to, I think it segues right into what we're going to kind of talk about today, because I think we all have these moments in our life, these highs and lows mm-hmm. in any given day, you know, yeah. things are chaotic one moment or they're, they're more quiet the next. And they just kind of go all over the place. And I think there's sometimes, you know, that there are verses in scripture that we maybe misunderstand that mm-hmm. we, that we miss quote, maybe we take out of its context and we yeah. really, because we don't know what context it's in, we misinterpret it a lot of times. Yeah. And I was speaking at a conference uh, not too many weeks ago, and uh, their theme was be still. Mm-hmm. And I think obviously when you think about be still, Psalm 46 comes immediately racing to your mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably one of the most famous verses in all of scripture, be still and know that I am mm-hmm. God. Yeah. And Allison, I don't, I know that you and I are not in the, in the definable way still in, in, in the idea that we're right we're always doing, uh, you know, we just mm-hmm. talked about that, you know, our yeah. extra busy schedules or whatnot. Yeah. And so what does it mean? Mm-hmm. And, and I think this is so important. It's kind of what we're going to unpack a little today. What does that verse mean to be still and know this? I'm God. Does it mean go sit in a chair mm-hmm. and turn off all the noise Yeah. and do nothing for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And somehow in that, you're going to know that God is God. Yeah. Is that what that verse means? Yeah. Mm. And if not, what does it mean? Right. Yeah. You know, um, because here's, here's my thing. When I'm in the middle of my, of my chaos, mm-hmm. whether it be a crisis in my life, so that's a negative, or whether it be just in the middle of all my busyness, mm-hmm. the last thing I think I have time to do is yeah. go sit in a chair. Stop. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. Sometimes, sometimes I, well, the other day I tried, I really, really tried. I have, uh, I have a door to my office, just slides kind of a barn. It's on track. So it's kind of a barn Uh door style. Um, and I just, I slid it half closed and I just laid down on my couch in the office Uh and a staff member just comes in, pulls up a chair and sits down beside me and just starts talking, you know, and I'm like, yeah, uh, that was no, 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 you know, but, yeah, right. I, but it was, but it was interesting. And so I just sure. was like lay, laying there. I'm like, I'll let her talk. Cause I was like, I just put my feet up, but it was, I was trying to find that still moment, you know, uh-huh. but, but sometimes, you know, and I think I, I, and I think that, that we both know that's really not being still is not me going to the beach. Right. That's right. not necessarily, that's not what nope. it means. That's not what we're talking about. No. And I think the context of this verse is really what gives this verse an under clarity and understanding it. And, and a lot of times, this is one of my favorite things. A lot of times when we read a Psalm, like Psalm 46, okay. Mm-hmm. 
we read this and we don't know the context because the context sits over in Kings or Chronicles. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the context for the re what the psalmist is talking about is is actually in another book of the Bible. Yeah. And so actually Psalm 46, the context sits in Second Chronicles 32. So if uh, some of you guys are, you know, listening to the podcast and maybe you're near a near your Bible or maybe you're even just near a, a pen, you can write something down. Got to go back and read Second Chronicles 32 because actually be still and know is is a song that was written by the sons of Korah in celebration of the of a battle mm-hmm. okay so when i think about oh be still go sit down in chair and don't move for 10 minutes and yeah. or 15 minutes or whatever what i find is that this verse is really not talking about go sit in a chair at all it's mm-hmm. actually saying you know to it's a wake-up call to be in awe of who God is. Yeah. And the reason it's a wake up call to be in awe of who God is, is because it was a verse that was written in time of trouble and of war. Yeah. And as we study that passage, now all of a sudden it changes the whole context because yeah. it wasn't like be still, go meditate and, and it's beautiful yeah. birds chirping around you. Uh, like we always have during this podcast because Allison's birds and, um, you know, always just, you know, be in this, this zen kind of moment that is not yeah it's not where the psalm sits this psalm actually sits um when king hezekiah so king king hezekiah he had an evil father and you know if you've read the kings it gives you this whole this whole lineup of kings and almost Mm -hmm. all of them it says that he was evil evil. yeah yeah he was evil he was a bad guy he was a bad guy so ahaz was the father of king Hezekiah and Ahaz was a bad guy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. He worshiped idols. He did not follow God at all. But when he died, Hezekiah became the king at 25 years old. And Hezekiah, the Bible says, he went in and he was very determined to honor God. So he goes in, he opens up the temple and he repairs it. He reorganizes the priests and all the Levites to serve once again because his father had stopped all of that. Okay. He consecrated all of the holy places before the Lord, okay, because they had been desecrated. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, I mean, after 16 years of his father's reign of disobedience, Hezekiah goes and he flips everything around and he's going to worship to the Lord and and he's going to celebrate. And in fact, 2 Chronicles 29 tells us that the whole congregation comes out and worships God, praises God. They celebrate the Passover. I mean... False gods are torn down. I mean, this is just a massive obedient celebration to God. And you see, you would think that the next couple of chapters would say, and God blessed Hezekiah with peace and longevity and Mm -hmm. wonder. And therefore now the rest of his reign can be defined as be still and know that I'm God. Yeah. Not so at all. Okay. So after he does all of this for the Lord. In 2 Chronicles 32, Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, is going to come down and take over Judah. So here comes the enemy, the largest army in the world at the time, sends a message to Hezekiah and says, I'm coming. You can surrender or you can die. Yeah. Okay. I mean, woo, right? Yeah. And so Hezekiah is not going to surrender. And of course, Mm -hmm. I'm telling this super fast. He's not going to surrender. So he prepares for war. Mm-hmm. And he does a lot of things. You can read about it. He stops up the water sources so people can't crawl under and, and access the water ducts. He repairs broken walls. He makes darts and he makes shields and he's doing all of this. Yeah. 
And Sennacherib realizes that Hezekiah is actually going to fight instead of Mm -hmm. surrender. surrender. So he sends guys into the city. And once they get into the city, they reveal themselves for who they are. And he says, hey, they they basically make a loudspeaker announcement to the whole city in the city square. And like, your king's going to get you killed. We're yeah. the Assyrians. And I'm just going to tell you, I don't know who you're, you think you're your God yeah. is, but you're done. Yeah. yeah. And don't listen to your king, rebel against your king and surrender right now before you mm-hmm. die. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, this now it's even worse. And Hezekiah, the Bible says, puts on sackcloth and ashes, which in scripture is a sign of grieving. Yeah. He goes before the Lord. He calls in the prophet Isaiah and they ask God to lead them and protect them. And God speaks and he promises to protect his people. And, and, and so Allison, I mean, this is one of those stories where you just like, it's so cool to read Yeah, because God sends an angel, one angel, not like a thousand, not like a true, not like a host, one angel, (laughs) God sends one angel and that angel goes out and destroys the entire army of the Syrians Mm -hmm. that are coming to destroy Judah. And in the end, Sennacherib hears about this. He goes into his own city and into his own false God's temple and Mm -hmm. his children lay wait for him there and they kill him. Mm, Yeah. So, so here's an army destroyed and the evil King is killed by his own children. He never enters Jerusalem. And we read this and we're like, so what a story. But in the middle of this, the sons of Korah, who are kind of the choir directors at the Mm -hmm. time, these guys are the praise and worship leaders. Okay. Yeah. These guys who are living at this time, and this is their role is to kind of lead the choir and the praise and worship Mm -hmm. for Judah. They pin Psalm 46, Psalm 47, and Psalm 48. Mm -hmm. It's three Psalms all dedicated around the same story. Yeah. And, and I think when you read it now, wait a minute. Yeah. Now you read it and you got to, uh, oh yeah, because now you got to understand that the people of Judah thought that their life was over mm-hmm. because yeah. the Assyrian army was massive. Right. Yeah. And they thought the end was coming and they understood that the enemy they were facing and they knew the odds were completely against them. And, and, and Hezekiah understood their military wasn't strong enough and there was no way they would defeat this army without God. There's no way they yeah. could do this. And yet they find this faith mm-hmm. to, to believe, and here's the big thing, and be still in the battle. Yeah, yeah. And what does that mean? Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean don't pick up their army and their shields and don't make yeah. darts because they were clearly doing they that. in preparation. It, yeah, yeah, it doesn't mean don't repair the walls because they were frantically mm-hmm. doing that. It, it, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't mean any of those things. It doesn't mean sit down in a chair. Mm-hmm. It means to be in awe. Mm-hmm. of who god of is who because god is, one yeah. angel comes and everything changes yeah um and i'm just gonna tell you when you read this psalm with that focus and that right. light it changes everything and stillness looks different 
you know, mm. the, the stillness looks different. And it just reminds me, it reminds me of one of my favorite surprising phrases in the Bible. And it's in Ephesians six, mm-hmm. you know, that's the chapter with the armor of God. And, um, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers. And so he's about to talk about the, the armor of God, the armor of God, therefore put on the full armor of God. So that when the day of evil comes, when there is a battle, yep. you may be able to stand your ground. And after that, you have done everything. Yeah, there it is. Stand. Stand. And, you know, and it's like you you almost think, oh, after this big battle, after you've done everything, then you can sit down and be still. No, no. It's after you've done everything and all the work, then that's when you stand firm. And mm-hmm. the, I feel like the only time we can be still is when all of that preparation, the battle ready uh, preparation <laughs> of knowing who God is and knowing who really is fighting our battles mm-hmm. um, is, and it, that stillness does come with that, with that strength of, you know, standing firm yeah. in, in who God is in what he's told us in obedience. And so um, it would have been easy for Hezekiah to just be like, he's still coming. I did all this stuff. All right. I may as well go back to the old ways and just, you know, tear down everything and just, you know, and, and yeah, or just and surrender, forget it, just right? surrender. It'd be easier, yeah. you know? Um, but that's, I, I, I just, I think that that's very similar to the Ephesians six passage of mm. doing all of this and knowing, really knowing who's going to do the work is God anyway, but he's, you know, he's telling you to be prepared mm. with the armor, but then just, and then stand. And, um, yeah. I love that, but the be still does take on a whole nother meaning when, you know, because beast, I can be still, but that, that second phrase, be still and know, you know, um, once you know who God is, there's, there's not a lot of, um, there's not a lot of just sitting around, you know, it's like, if you know who you're, if you know who God is and if you're obeying, um, sitting around, is really not, doesn't happen a lot, you know? And so I would love to, to be still, if it means sitting down, you know, or laying on my couch and not having a staff member come in and talk my ear off. Yeah. Um, but that's not what, but that's not what be still means. No, no. And, and I think, you know, when we think about the awe of standing in awe of God, mm-hmm. um, I think there, there's just this immediate, there's moments in our life when we, we stop mm-hmm. and we reflect yeah. on how great is our God. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Tomlin's song, How Great Is Our God is for all time will be one of my most favorite songs. Um, because I think when we, we just understand that he's the God who spoke the universe into place. He's the God who, who, who speaks and one angel flies from heaven and destroys the largest army in the world. I mean, you know, I I don't think that we have the full, we we don't understand at all the fullness of his greatness Mm -hmm. and our finite minds can't completely wrap my mind around all of, of of who God is. But I'm going to tell you, I think when we, when we look at this song, Psalm 46, it's so cool because I, it's almost like the songwriters tell us how to obey the command in verse mm-hmm. 10 before they write the command in verse yeah. 10. Before mm-hmm. they get there, they kind of tell you almost, it's almost a map out of, and, and mm-hmm. so you can almost feel the, that these guys, they were experiencing all of this stuff. And when they go to write the song under the inspiration of scripture, you can watch, you can map out their journey to get to verse 10. Uh, because mm-hmm. verse one through three talks about fear and it says, mm-hmm. you know, God is our refuge and strength. Therefore mm-hmm. I will not fear. Even yeah. if the very foundation of the earth breaks apart, I'm not going to fear. And mm-hmm. so when you look at verses one through three, 
I mean, it's not that they were not afraid and it wasn't right. that they didn't have a lot of reason to be afraid. Yeah. Um, and so what we're not saying is be somehow superhuman. And, you know, if you're really going to know, be still and know that I'm God, you're going to have this supernatural, un- unexplainable thing that you just, you never fear anything. Right. No, 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 no. But fear, I think what we have to understand is fear can't drive our feelings and it sure can't drive our decisions. Right. Because if Hezekiah allowed fear to drive his mm-hmm. decisions, he would have yeah. surrendered. Right. Um, and if he'd allowed it to drive his feelings, he would have panicked. And, you know, we get this, but these, these writers are like, look, God is our refuge. God is our strength. We're safe. In other words, mm-hmm. um, in the hand of God, we're safe. And I think there's an, I think, again, it's stopping for a moment and going to wait a minute. Even if the earth is removed, yeah, which is a massive statement. Okay. Even if the earth is removed, what we can know is that I don't have to be afraid, even if the earth just vanishes away because God has promised to be my refuge and to be my strength and God is going to take care of us. And I just wonder, I I know this, you can't be still and stand in awe of God until you, you, until you deal with that. And I think that's why they started that the start of the Mm -hmm. Psalm that way. Um, you know, is fear driving our feelings or is it driving our decisions? And if it is, that means we're probably not looking in the right place and not standing Mm -hmm. in awe of who God is. Right. And, and obeying the wrong, obeying our feelings instead of obeying, you know, Mm -hmm. and and that trust. And we go back and we talk about trust a lot. I mean, it seems like we always kind of go back to, do we trust God enough to deal with our loneliness? Do we trust God enough Mm to, to, to deal with, with, with love or loss or mourning. But in this situation, do we trust God enough to just to, to stand in what he's promised and say, okay, um, his presence, because Hezekiah in uh, that I know of, uh, God, God has battled, God has won battles before up until this point with trumpets or with people walking around or with a host of angels or with this or that. But I think this is one of the few times that he's just used one, you know what I'm saying? And so it's just, they've, they've, they've seen God do, but this, um, and, and a lot, and so many, and so many of their enemies in the past have seen what God, you know, was, was, would do for the Israelites, but even still they had Mm -hmm. to, they had to obey and, and say, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, because you know, Elsa, yeah, I think this is so cool what you're just saying there, because I think, you know, it's one thing to hear somebody else's story and say, yeah, "Yeah, God was so good for you. Mm, Yeah. You know, I mean, like you can tell me how God intervened over at Mercy and I'm like, that is amazing. Mm -hmm. I love that. Probably won't work out that way for Derek Moore. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, or vice versa. And mm-hmm. I think there's always that perspective of God will do for somebody else, but he probably won't mm-hmm. do something for me. Yeah. And, you know, and again, that's our, that's our fear speaking. Our um, that yeah. is our, you know, that's that we want to control things. We want to mm-hmm. manipulate things to get the yeah. results that we want. And I think when we're out of control and we don't know how it's all going to come down, one of the most scary things is just to make that assumption that, you know, Hey, I don't know what to do. I just surrender. I wave the white flag. Yeah. And, and the dip, most difficult thing to do is say, you know what, wait a minute. I'm not going to let fear because God is my refuge and God yeah. is my strength. Yeah. And I'm going to stand in awe of who he is, because mm-hmm. even if the earth were to fall apart, God is bigger than that. Yeah. Um, and then there's this next few verses, which are, again, I love these verses, uh, verses four through seven. Um, he paints a picture, this, these writers of the song, these, they, they, they paint a picture of God as a river. 
Mm-hmm. Now, um, Allison, you know, both, both of us love the ocean. We love, yeah. it, it brings peace to our souls. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is something about water that kind of has, can have that mm-hmm. tendency. So they paint yeah. God as a river that's winding from the mm-hmm. mist of heaven and going down through the earth. And it, guess what? It's his presence. Mm-hmm. It is a picture of the presence of God from the throne of God to the, to all the places on earth, this river runs mm-hmm. and you you feel it's this picture of you got to know that God is winding through every bit of yeah. this and he brings help and he brings stability. And the the term used in here is that he's the Lord of armies. I mean, he only needs to speak. And that's what the writers yeah. of the song say. They say he really only needs to speak. Yeah. He doesn't even yeah. need to send an angel. He, he angel. can just, yeah. no. he can say, peace, be still as he mm-hmm. did on a boat with the disciples yeah. on occasions and everything stops. Yeah. And this is the God we serve. Mm-hmm. And I think we have to realize that again, the presence of God runs like that beautiful river that's that's described mm-hmm. by these songwriters. And it runs from the very throne of God right through the heart of our lives and then right through the heart of our problems, right through the midst of our families. And we just have to drown out, Allie, the other voices that are yeah. clamoring for our attention mm-hmm. and our focus and that are begging us, don't focus on God. He's not going to come through for you. He's not going to be there for you. And I think we have to listen for the river. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I think so many times Mm -hmm. it's a, when I am in a battle that I wasn't expecting, or when I am Mm -hmm. in the middle of fear, or when there's a situation where I don't know how to handle, a lot of times we're running all over the place, trying everything. You know, Mm -hmm. we try this, we try that, we try, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and, and we really are struggling when really he's like, I just need you to stand still for a minute and watch me work. I'm not saying Mm -hmm. don't, I mean, I'm not saying run away. That's not what be still means. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that I'm saying stand here and just um, trust me and the Mm -hmm. standing that's because so many times we trust. Okay. let me try this training or let me try this. Let me call this friend or let me, you know, let me try and see what else, you know, what else I can try. Let me try to read this book or, you know, something, or let me just retreat. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so we're running around like, like chaos. And, uh, and like you said, instead of standing Mm -hmm. by the river, you know, and getting rooted deep. If I could mm-hmm. do a shameless plug, by the shameless, river, plug. You know, <laughs> shameless plug, but at the same time, that's so many times when, when we are in that mood, we, we tend mm-hmm. to move around chaotically, whether it's inside our minds, yep, which I think that's where the battle is. Um, or in, in real life, like physically, we're just mm-hmm. going to try everything we can. And when, when he's really just like, that's not still, that's not, that's mm-hmm. not trust. That's no. not, you know, that's not strength. No. no. And actually, I saved the best part for last. Mm, this is can't one of my wait. Favorite. Okay. This is, this is just so good. Um, I, I love dissecting the words. I, I just, a lot of times when I first do a study, when I'm first looking, I want to know what does that word mean? Because I know sometimes, and you know this because you are a translator from English to Spanish and Spanish to English all the time. You know that there are some words in Spanish that don't have an English equivalent. Right. And so you have to come up with the best English word you can find. Yeah. That gives the same picture or the same image that the Spanish mm-hmm. word is trying to convey and vice right. versa. English yeah. words that don't have the mm-hmm. same. Okay. So Hebrew and Greek words are just exactly the same. Any language has that same nuance to mm-hmm. it. So in the Hebrew, when we look at this verse, verse 10, be still. The actual Hebrew word for still, and, and I, we don't get into the weeds sometimes, but this is too good to miss, is rafa. Okay. Mm-hmm. Rafa. And this is what it means. And this is gorgeous. 
to slacken, Mm. to slacken. So instead of to sit, it actually means to slacken. And when I thought about, you know, if that old fashioned tug of rope, you used to play at camp, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And you would pull the rope tight on both sides. Mm -hmm. You got one group pulling to the right, one group pulling to the left and boy, that rope is taut, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's stretched as far as it can be stretched. Yeah. Okay. What that literally means is to let go of the grip of that Mm -hmm. rope and let it slacken, Mm -hmm. give it slack. When somebody says, Hey, give me a little slack on the end of that rope. Mm -hmm. What are they asking you to do? Yeah. Let go of your grip Mm -hmm. and give me some, give me some slack here. Give Mm -hmm. me some extra rope. And that's literally what the word Mm. means. It means to slacken. And when I got this imagery in my mind, I just could not get away from it because basically what it's telling us to do is whatever it is in your life Mm -hmm. right now, whatever battle you're facing, whatever, whatever fear you're struggling with, whatever, whatever you got going on Mm -hmm. that you're gripping so tightly and you're Mm -hmm. pulling so hard, like a a huge tug Mm -hmm. of rope, right? That, Yeah. yeah. I mean that we're just pulling. Okay. What God, what this verse is literally saying to us to do is stop doing that. Mm-hmm. Let go of the rope. And, and it doesn't mean drop the rope. It means yeah. to slacken the rope. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean to let it slide, just drop it. It means to slacken the rope. Mm-hmm. And immediately when I do that, there's a, there's a sensation that happens in my body. Uh, my hands relax, mm-hmm. my arms and my shoulders relax. And yeah. my whole entire body, I mean, when I'm pulling, you, you've seen these people pull on the rope, yeah. you've pulled on the end of one. I mean, you're giving it all you got, but when I slacken mm-hmm. it, all of a sudden there's tension is released. Yeah. And, and, and in that moment, it says, when you do that now, this is, oh, this is so good, Allison. When I let go and start slackening off the pressure of the rope and I'm still winning the battle. Mm-hmm. What I immediately know, okay, so yeah. be still and know, and that word know means to ascertain by seeing. Mm-hmm. What I immediately know is that God is working on my behalf. Yeah. And honestly, what this verse is really, the, the writers of this mm-hmm. beautiful song are telling us yeah. is relax your grip mm-hmm. on the rope yeah, and trust God to work on your behalf god will work on your behalf yeah and you will never know if he's going to mm-hmm. do that until yeah. you slacken until you the grip go. on the road yeah. like yeah just slacken it yeah and, and he's never going to know right yeah and that's i mean that's an amazing that's an amazing analogy and it's such a beautiful picture of what really really we need to do and it's so opposite of what it's so opposite of what we do in times of battle. It's so Absolutely. opposite because you think of everything as just tense and tight and straining <laughs> and striving and yeah. muscle cramps and, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, lactic acid, you know, you know, coursing through and, and, you know, you think of all of the straining and the striving because that's what, when you think of battle, that's, that's, you know, mm-hmm. but in the battle, that's where you can find God. He picks up that he picks up that slack and you're just, you know, basically along for the ride. <laughs> no, absolutely. Well, and what's so cool about it, I think this is so great, is that the rest of the verse says, and I will be exalted among the heathen and I will be mm-hmm. exalted in the earth. When we do this, when we 
when we allow, when we slacken our grip and we allow God to step in mm-hmm. and to work, he gets the glory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's exalted among the heathen. First, first statement, the lost, yeah. the people who don't know Jesus, the people yeah. are, are, are who are against God. Okay. So he, he, he's exalted among them, but he's also exalted in the whole earth. It says, so there's two, ex- yeah. there's two in, in all the earth. And so we magnify the name of God. We met, we bring him glory mm-hmm. when we slacken and yeah. we watch him it, again. It's not that we're dropping it, it, this verse is mm-hmm. not, yeah. you've got to remember the context. These guys were still preparing for battle. They were still yeah. doing the work. Mm-hmm. They were still ready to fight. They were ready to do all of these things. But what they were willing to do when they came to God and they begged, they prayed and said, we won't, we won't be afraid. No matter what happens, we're going to trust in you. We're not going to surrender. We're not going to quit. But what we are going to do is we're going to slacken our grip yeah. and mm-hmm. our control. We're not going to manipulate this. We're not going to try to control it. And we not are, we're not going to believe for one second that we got this. We got it. Yeah. We are going to give control over to you. Knowing that when we do, mm-hmm. no matter what you do, yeah, we know that no matter what happens as a result of that, yeah. here's what we know. You will be exalted among the heathen and you'll be exalted mm. among the earth. And in that we win. Yeah, mm, that's, that's beautiful. And that reminds me of something I saw the other day and I thought it was so funny and it was such an interesting illustration. And it, I, I feel like it, I feel like it fits here because, okay. Um, I'll just go, just go with me here. I'm going, with uh, I was, I was driving down the road and I saw this bit. The first thing I saw on the sidewalk is this big, burly, very muscular pit bull. And you see, I mean, you've seen them, the yeah. ones that are, and he was straining, straining, straining at the leash. And there was a, like a, I mean, he made a bit, he might've been six years old holding the leash. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but it was in a busy road. And so I was kind of nervous because he was sure. on the side of the road until I saw who really had the leash uh, was the dad. The dad was walking, was probably three feet back, but he had the leash. And uh, so this big, powerful pit bull. And so this kid's just going along thinking he's controlling, you know, this, this yeah. muscular dog. And I mean, and the dad, the dad, I remember this, he had a smile on his face and he's just trotting along. Cause he's the one really walking the dog. Right. And uh-huh. it was just so funny. This kid was so satisfied with himself thinking that's good. That- <laughs> thinking that this pit bull couldn't just turn like drag him through the streets of San Pedro. Um, but it was just knowing who really has the rope. I mean, he's, he's walking with us. He's Mm. got, you know, and we've got our, we've got our hand on that rope at, but what, who really, really, really does have that. Um, and, and allowing him to get, you know, allowing him to get the glory. Now that, that father was kind. And he was just like, he was just looking at his kid. Like you were the weakest little, you know, snotty nosed kid in the world, but I love you. And I'm letting you think that you're doing all this. Um, it was, but it was really adorable, but at the same time, knowing who really does have, and that's, Mm. and that's, you know, that's what the sons of Korah are saying, really know, you know, Mm. what, um, what you're holding on to and, and what, and who really has, you know, who really has control of the situation. And if you, if you give over control, if you slacken your group and just say, 
you know, well, there you go. I think, <laughs> I think sometimes our business now, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> because I've been there, I've been yeah. trying to, like you said, manipulate the situation. I have given something to God and then grabbed it out of his hands again yeah. and tried to, you know, and tried to fix it on my own and strain and strive. And I know how, and, and, and we've talked about this before. I know that that led to a long crisis in my life of, you know, of compassion fatigue or, you know, whether, what whether it was just burnout and, and I, you know, and, but I remember, I remember having, having my grip on something so tight and thinking it was mine and not Mm. wanting, wanting Mm. and not giving it to God and allowing him to get the glory, you know, for what he was going to do. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I think there's an element for all of us in which we actually, there's a deception. I think this is the greatest Mm. word that we're really deceived into thinking that somehow we can make a difference by gripping tighter. Yeah. And somehow we're really gonna, you know, somehow at the end of the day, it's all somehow gonna, you know, I think, you know, God's gonna, I think, I think our mentality is God's just going to come through at the last second. He's going to give me the strength to pull this off. Right. (laughs) And instead when God says, you know what, I am, I am going to come through, but what I need you to do is slacken your grip. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of us, it's a whole lot easier for us to pray that God will give us the strength yeah. to pull the rope than it is mm-hmm. to ask God That's to give us him. the strength to slacken the slacken. grip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's control. It takes a lot of trust and a lot oh. of, and, you know, and so much yeah. pride. I mean, just so much pride uh, and or humility really is what it, it takes a lot of humility to say, oh, wait, hang, hang on. Yeah. And again, I mean, I know I use this illustration a lot, but didn't, didn't my grandmother act like I made those biscuits? Do you, I mean, you, I've said that story over and over exactly. again. Yes, she's you have like, said that story. This. Yeah. And she's keeping me busy. Yeah. She's keeping me busy, but who's really doing the work, you know? And, mm-hmm. and it's the oh, same yeah. thing, but so many times it takes just humility to admit I, I really there's nothing, there's nothing there, there, there shouldn't be anything about me in this work. There shouldn't be anything about me in this battle. And yet the beauty of it is, and this is what I love. The beauty of it is that God, God, God loves us just like that father loved his son Mm -hmm. and allowed that son to hold on to that leash thinking that he was really doing something significant. Mm -hmm. And God allows us to be a part of what he's Mm -hmm. doing. He calls us to be a part Mm -hmm. of what he's doing. He allows us to go. There are days we go through difficulty and hardship. Yeah. And we understand that because of the brokenness of the world, not because of the brokenness of God, but because of the brokenness of the world we live in. And yet God says, you know what? I'm going to go with you through all of this. And I'm mm-hmm. going to help you through all of this. Right. And you got to trust me in these places. Yeah. And I think that many times we misunderstand scripture. And because mm-hmm. we misunderstand it, we think, I just can't do that. I just can't go be still and know that God is God because I, I can't go, that. Yeah. I don't have time to go sit down over there in that chair. And that's not what God means at all. Get ready for battle, fight. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but what we have to do is we have to let go of the grip uh, that we have so tightly on our circumstances, our situations and all the things. And fear makes us grip. You know, it yeah. does. Ultimately, fear makes us panic and grip tight. But if we can, if we can begin to do that, we will see God be exalted in all of our circumstance. And then we get to be a part right. of, of all of that glorious moment where God, I mean, these, you read these three Psalms, 46, 47, and eight, these songwriters got to be a part of that. And they were, I mean, these yeah. songs are beautiful uh, because they got to be a part of something that God did. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we all 
can say, man, I want to be a part of something God's doing. Right. Yeah. Um, well then, then yeah. let God slacking. do then. <laughs> yeah. Slacking. <laughs> yep. Slacking that rope and let God right. do. So I, well, I just love this Psalm and mm. I love the backstory behind it. And so uh, maybe you haven't read it in a while. So go back, read Psalm 46. And if you really want to do some extra credit, do 46, 47 and 48, because they were, they were written as three Psalms together, all about the same battle. Uh, and then you can dial it back and read second Chronicles, uh, even 29 through 32. And you can see the backstory of all of this. And all of a sudden it really, God will speak to you and share with you things that maybe yeah. we didn't even talk about today on the podcast. Right. And give you some helps in areas maybe where all of us, um, I get convicted even talking about it today. I'm like, oh boy, I'm still holding on tight yeah. in some places, aren't I? Yeah. And so, you know, as that conviction slides into our hearts, let's don't, part of being rooted deep, Allison is, and we talk about this a lot, but it's not just talking about how we need to change. It's actually changing. Yeah. Yeah. So as we there talk needs, about, yeah. talk about it I, today, right? Keep, yeah, keep going. Yeah, I'm nodding because I'm like, it's true. I know we talk about it all the time, but it's the same as the James and you know, James, I love nope. James. My There's favorite, your favorite, your new favorite, my book, least right? favorite, wonderful book in the Bible. Right. <laughs> but it's like, it's just like the person who looks in the mirror and you read the open mm, scripture and there's, and nobody, and doesn't make a change. Mm -hmm. Um, so it really is, it doesn't, it's not valid. Nope. It's not valid. So today, if you find yourself somewhere in the middle of the struggle, and gripping tight to the rope. And what I want to encourage you to do today is uh, ask the Lord to help you release that and mm -hmm. begin to le release that tension. And that's going to take you trusting God in the moment and in the situation. And those action steps are what's going to bring about the, the, the change that we so desire and what God has promised, mm -hmm. not talking okay. about it, but actually doing it. Yeah, so, exactly. ah, well, boy, we were digging in today. Allison got in her business. It's been really good. Uh, but man, have a great week. Stay really deep, and I hope you'll join us next time. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.